Hi, welcome to this week's episode. Just a couple of quick things before diving into today's episode. I wanted to let you know about another upcoming webinar that I'm doing, a free webinar on December 1st at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and it is called Why Making Yourself Number One is the Only Way Your Hormones Are Gonna Chill the F Out. So basically, this is all about letting you know about self-care and how important self-care is and exactly what stress does to your sex hormones and how you can't really shift anything with your sex hormones unless you get to taking care of yourself. And, you know, even though I love massages, that's not what self-care is all about or getting your nails done or anything like that. Those are, you know, little uh, cherries on top of the Sunday, but we got to get the Sunday together before we can throw that cherry on top, right? So I hope that you can come join me for that. Even if you can't make it at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, then um, if you sign up, you will get the recording afterwards so you can watch it later um, and that will be available for a little while and then it becomes a paid webinar. So definitely hop on getting on the free version December 1st, 12 p.m., just go to my website. You can see it at the top of the website, christinegarvin.com. You can see the link to sign up there. It's the big blue line going across the top. Um, I also am getting excited about the launch of my Thinkific store. So basically, this is going to be kind of a portal where I'm offering a bunch of different things, including some self-guided courses, including some webinars and presentations that I've done. And um, of course, you know, bigger programs like my Thrive and Perimenopause program. It's all going to be in one place. So you can access that 24 hours a day and help you know, get on this path, on this journey, if you haven't gotten on it yet, to really regulate your hormones. And if you've already gotten on it, there's going to be some more in-depth things to help you um, in your process. So I'm super excited about that happening. And the goal is to get it out to you before um, or right as Thanksgiving in the U.S. is happening, which is next Thursday. So fingers crossed that that will happen. Those are the two big things happening at the moment. Um, Today, talking with um, one of my favorite people from just, you know, sitting down with her one other time to record for the Hormone Summit last year, just had such a good conversation and she's just such a light that I wanted to bring her back on the podcast. For those of you that didn't hear her um, interview last year, And um, even if you did, I know that you enjoyed it so much that you'll enjoy learning even more from her. And we dive into perimenopause. It's all about living the life during perimenopause and how it does not have to be this, you know, my life is ending thing. It can actually be a very powerful and empowering and um, inspiring time of life. I hope you get so much out of my conversation here today with Rachel Hughes. Let's go ahead and dive in. Hey there, and welcome to Hormonally Speaking. I'm your host, Christine Garvin, a functional health coach. Each week, I speak with an incredible guest expert on all things women's hormones. We're here to empower you to take back control of your body, health, and well-being, and to learn about the latest in research and solutions when it comes to getting your hormones happy. No part of this podcast should be construed as medical advice, and we always recommend working with a professional practitioner to figure out what's best for your body. 
Now let's dive in with today's guest. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Hormonally Speaking. Thanks for joining us this week. I wanted, actually, I've wanted to bring her back on for a while, but she was one of the amazing guests on the 2020 Hormone Summit. We had such a good conversation then, and I just have thought about her so many times since then because she's so much fun to talk to and um, really relate to what is going on at this time of life as we are both in perimenopause. (laughs) And her name is Rachel Hughes, and she's a midlife mother, wife, CNC and perimenopausal blogger. She has a sincere heart to create safe spaces where peri and menopausal women can help each other navigate these particular years with honesty, thoughtfulness, and a lot of laughter. After finding that her own perimenopausal symptoms were disruptive to her life, she sought out meaningful help and information and felt that there were not enough resources for midlife women where they could learn from each other and express themselves with plenty of compassion and without judgment. She has worked with chronic pain patients for over 10 years and understands how food, nutrients, and movement can be used as powerful tools to help people rebalance and heal themselves from all sorts of physical and physiological challenges, including those driven by good old fluctuating hormones. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, Rachel. Thank you, Christine. Thank you so much for having me back. So So glad to talk to you. Let's do this thing. Me too. I mean, <laughs> we, as we, you know, we were talking about before we got on this, I was like, we need to make tea dates monthly because really there's do. just so much good juicy stuff to talk about really about, yeah. you know, this time of life and all the things yeah. going on in the world, et cetera. Yeah. So, yeah. but you know, today I really wanted to just talk to you about perimenopause. I think maybe in a way that is not talked about as much because so much of the focus is kind of on the negative of perimenopause, yes. right? Yes, absolutely. That's like, you know, yes. Everybody's like, I have some younger clients that are like, I'm scared of going into this time (laughs) of life, you know? And I'm like, that's not what we want. You know, like it really can be this beautiful time of life, even though of course it has the ups and downs, but there's so much that you can learn about yourself during this time of life. And really, I think, start to stand in your own power, maybe in a different way than you could in your twenties and thirties. Right. And so to really like tap into some of that. So what are some of the ways that you feel like, you know, your, your life changed and that you're starting to live, you know, some of your best life in perimenopause? You know, I just have to say again, this is such a good point and such a good question and such a good thought to sort of navigate your way through. This is an intensely unique and special time in our lives. And yes, it can be weighted with sort of all the challenges, the physiological things that are happening, hormone fluctuations, the night sweats, the, you know, the, this, the, that there's a lot of symptoms to be had, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I do think that psychologically, emotionally, there is this intense possibility mm-hmm. to sort of step into who we always were or always have, you know, always yep. are like who yep. we really are. I, I was not a, a younger woman who felt kind of steady on my feet about myself or about my place in the world or what I wanted to do, who I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. 
and in the background, I think it was always there. You know, there were, there were things that I did that I look back and I'm like, hell, what was I thinking? How did I do that? Right. But they were actually good things. They were yeah. brave things, yep. you know, but I never sort of stood firmly enough in that and kept trudging forward. I was yeah. you know, very much a people pleaser and very much, um, yes. right. Well, very that's much- what we're taught, right. <laughs> Yes. Women, yeah. And I learned that lesson so well. And, yeah. you know, I think for those of us also who've kind of been exposed to traumatic childhoods or, you know, a lot of chaos or whatever it was, that's, that's like how you cope. Right. Yeah. And, and so I don't, I, I've sort of gotten over feeling badly that I was that way and sort of mm. more understand why I might've been that way. Mm-hmm. But that now kind of really in the last few years, there's been this enormous shedding of all of that. Right. And so I feel it's all familiar to me. All of those behaviors kind of come back once in a while and, and, and feel like, oh yeah, I can do that. I know how to people please, you know, (laughs) easy peasy, you know, but there's like, but there's like a desire and it's genuine to Mm -hmm. just not function in that way anymore. Mm -hmm. And that makes an amazing amount of room for trying new things, saying yes more, saying mm-hmm. no more, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. exploring compassion, um, you know, just sort of being the person that I, you know, may have always been kind of ruminating, but yeah. not really freed up to be. Yeah. And, and I, I will say like, it is an exercise too, yeah. you know, it's not, always easy to say no every time I want to say no and I still kind of wrestle with um you know particularly the people pleasing thing or just uh you know just old behaviors but they don't they're not they're not as comfortable as they used to be anymore and I have a lot more sort of faith and trust in my own intuition Mm -hmm. I know myself a lot more I'm not apologizing about everything you know I'm not Mm -hmm. apologizing about being in the room all the time like Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. just sort of really you know just things I never thought about are 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 being released from me and Um, and what's left is somebody who I feel like, well, yeah, I know her and I like her, you know, she's, she's okay. She's, she's fine. She's not going to hurt anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Like everything's fine. Everything's fine. And that's really, really nice. It's really nice. And so just to, to bring back, you know, what you said earlier about younger women sort of feeling fearful about this time Mm -hmm. of life. Mm -hmm. I try and be conscious in my own feed, if you will, you know, my presence on Instagram or whatever to consider those younger women Mm -hmm. all the time. This is a great time of life. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's wonderful. It's, it's, um, it's, it's interesting. It's creative. It's, it's sensual. It's thoughtful. It's all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And and it can truly be what you want it to be. And right. that's sort of the best part, I think. Yeah. And so younger women shouldn't have any fear, you know, and, and also, you know, be educated and aware about how you might kind of mitigate those things that may get in the way of your having a much more successful, you know, fruitful midlife. Absolutely. Yeah. And 
Absolutely. And and I I think, you know, I I like the idea of the freedom that can come right in, in your forties to, it is that less, you know, it's not that you don't care at all what people think about you anymore necessarily, but there's that, that's less stranglehold over who you are. And so that freedom to sort of step into these places and spaces that maybe you didn't feel that you could in your thirties or twenties, or, you know, you were too bogged down in these different aspects of your life, your career, family, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, now, now it's this time where it's like, okay, I'm really going to define who I am for the second half of my life now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I do think that there freedom is exactly the word there's this, um, there's this understanding of yourself, Mm -hmm. I think, and really just hopefully, um, less, you're less inclined to feel badly about who you are. It's okay to stay home on a Friday night if you're tired. It it is, you know, (laughs) it's okay to sort of offer your opinion on, on something. It's okay to contribute to conversation. It's okay to, you know, not like something that you used to like, you know, it's okay to sort of change and evolve. And I think what the, the freedom part is in really trusting that that's true, because, you know, when all is said and done, it, it really doesn't matter. You know, you, you are yourself, you are your own best friend, you are your own best company or you you should be. Yeah. And you know, that can happen and you can really feel, um, grounded about that. Absolutely. You know, not so worried about other people's weigh-ins on who you are. Right. Absolutely. Oof. Tanya, because everybody's trying to weigh in all the time, right? Everybody wants to weigh in. <laughs> and you know what? Like when you're younger, I think you just kind of like you're open to it too. Right. You know, you're kind of, yep. you're not, you don't really know how to buffer against Absolutely. that. And yep. it does in many ways sort of inform who you are, you yeah. know? And, and so it isn't all bad. Right. It's just that now it's like it's enough we're, yep. we're grown up ladies yep. we know how to get stuff done exactly we got yeah. some clarity on what needs to be yes. happening here yeah yes and i want to go back to your point about you know the younger women um and the fearing and everything it's i'm actually doing some research right now for um a program i'm working on and it's fascinating you know in certain other cultures how menopause is either like really looked at as like, oh my God, I can't wait to get to menopause (laughs) kind of a thing. Or it's perimenopause and the menopause are more of like a blip. Mm -hmm. Like they're not that, you know, uh, intense essentially Mm -hmm. as they Mm -hmm. are in sort of some of the more Western countries, you know? And, um, and I mean, there's, you know, all kinds of countries all over the world where this is going to show up differently, but it's interesting. Like I, I know one of them was, you know, um, in Japan, it tends to be a lot less of a intense yeah. transition, some indigenous cultures and those kinds of things. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, we never quite know why, you know, you can say, well, they eat more this way or, you know, yeah. but I think part of it is the way that we look at this coming stage of our life. And if we look at it with trepidation and we, you know, hear all the negative stories, then it's going to, you know, show up that way more often. Yeah. Like begets like, I I also think that there is 
um, perhaps, I don't know, you would know more than I done, you're doing the research, but I do think there, we are so ageist in this country and particularly like we love to point the finger at women and let them know that getting old is the absolute worst thing that could possibly happen to them. Whereas in other cultures, there's this kind of like, you know, this emergence of this, the, the notion of, um, becoming an elder, you know, there's this sort of community appreciation for having made it, you know, to all that wisdom, you got all that wisdom Mm -hmm. that you now bring Mm -hmm. and can share with everyone else who's Mm -hmm. trying to figure stuff out. Mm -hmm. We don't have that as much here, but we're really into kind of branding things and, you know, saying like, you shouldn't be this and you shouldn't be that and you shouldn't get old and you shouldn't look older and you definitely you know, shouldn't look older. You shouldn't look older or, you know, if you do, you should like make it look great. And yep. like, there's just a weird sort of external pressure on yeah. what, you know, this season might be. And, and none of the, well, I think that's changing now, right. Yes. With the work you're doing and the stuff that I try to do. And mm-hmm. that, you know, there's a lot of people out there now who are saying, no, you know, we're rewriting this for yeah. ourselves and that's yep. not what it's about. So yeah, yeah we're in I the middle really of that right now. I mean, it is cr- pretty crazy. Even if you look five years ago and, you know, I hate to like point to Hollywood around any of this stuff, but there, you actually see women over 50. Yeah so much more, you know, representation. Yeah. I mean, there's still, of course, a lot of them are still having to, you know, have they have plastic surgery and yeah. all the yeah. things, you know, Yeah. but you know, these things don't happen all at once. And the shift to, to show that women past 50 are, you know, dynamic yeah. and maybe getting into some of the best years of their life, you know, yeah. it, instead of like, this time when, you know, you have all the beauty or what have you, when you're in your twenties and you have, mm-hmm. I mean, and not nothing against people in their twenties, you're figuring it out, no, but, no, no. But, <laughs> but that's how Hollywood's kind of represented us, yeah. you know, when yeah. you're in your twenties and you're, everything's luscious and plump yeah. and, you know, yeah. usually white and not yeah. of color. And yep. like, there's all kinds of sort of stuff that's coming into view now yeah. yep. more as yep. it should be. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that that's great. Like representation yeah. is is key. And really, I think, you know, in this country too, you know, Hollywood's like sort of how do how we perceive women is, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of Hollywood kind of dictates that. Yep, so absolutely. it like the more that they get everyone in the picture, the better, the better. as far as I'm concerned. A hundred percent. I totally agree, you know, and and even thinking about the younger women that are scared about this part of their life, you know, I think part of that too is a lot of them already struggle with period problems, for example, or hormonal Mm -hmm. disruptions, you know, that um, for a long time, women would just go on birth control and that's still happening, you know, at a decently high rate, but then there's more women that are sort of questioning, like, you know, I'm not going on birth control because I don't want to have it like to protect me from not having a child. I'm going on it because of 
these other symptoms yeah. and this is not getting to the root cause of that, you yeah. know? And, and, you know, I, I try and say to them, the more that you work on that stuff when you're younger, yeah. then perimenopause is going to be better. <laughs> you know? Well, that's what I, I, I don't know if this is exactly what you're thinking, but that is something I was thinking a few minutes ago when I said, you know, the more we sort of educate and inform mm-hmm. and take away the, oh, this is horrible and this is mm-hmm. awful and there's nothing to look forward to, mm-hmm. the better. And one of the things I was thinking about was my own experience. Mm-hmm. So when I was 43, I started to become symptomatic and, you know, it looked like night sweats and anxiety mm-hmm. and irritability and, you know, like soreness and achy mm-hmm. joints and all these kinds of things. And I went to my gynecologist who, and I was, I was like already um, kind of trying to temper these things with um, tinctures and supplements, but I really hadn't as much as I knew I hadn't gotten into the food part yet for mm, me. Mm, and sort of, mm-hmm. you know, like I was, I was eating healthfully, mm-hmm. but I probably wasn't eating as well as I needed to be eating. Like you can follow a diet, right. Yeah. But it may not be the best fit for yep. you. It may not yep. be like, you know, conducive to your own personal health journey. Right. But my gynecologist at the time was very open to, um, hearing what functional medicine's role was in mm-hmm. mitigating my symptoms. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that was great. And it was a great relief to me that she was, um, you know, willing to sort of believe me when I said these things are working, but I'm also kind of feeling that way. And she offered up like, you know, you can stay on the birth control pill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was always on the pill mm-hmm. and, and I was mm-hmm. on the pill because I had wonky periods mm-hmm. and like I had a lot of things that, you know, 30 years ago, that's right. what you did. That's right? what you did. So Absolutely. The pill. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, so, I, but I also suffered with migraines and so mm-hmm. continuing on the pill was not a great option for me. Mm-hmm. And she, uh, you know, she brought that to my attention. Mm-hmm. But what I started to do is really look at food and how food was a tool and an instrument for me. Mm-hmm. And it really began to shift how well or unwell I felt at any given time. And it's changed, right? So Mm -hmm. as I've gotten older, I was 43, I'm 51 now. As I've gotten Mm -hmm. older, you know, at 43, I could still drink, you know, three glasses of wine and like, (laughs) like, you know. I'm like, not me. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But I know, I know your your experience was, was also was something. But now, you know, one, if I have one, I'm, I'm, I'm toast. And I, 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 I just don't, it doesn't, it doesn't work for me anymore. And, and other women, you know, I think it's, that's quite a common one, but other women might be able to kind of just like coast through that. And that's not their thing, Mm -hmm. but it really is about learning yourself, Mm -hmm. right? Like kind of, and, you know, uh, people ask about cleanses and stuff like this. And I'm mm-hmm. always kind of like, ah, but when I do think a cleanse is great is mm-hmm. when you are at the beginning of a journey around mm-hmm. how food speaks to you. Mm-hmm. And so by that, I mean, when you eliminate a lot of things and sort of get, make room for your body to speak to you and for you to sort of get in tune with what it's telling you. Mm-hmm 
um, for that reason, I think, you know, a cleanse is a, is a hundred percent. And yep, so I've absolutely. done that, you know, mm-hmm. periodically over the years and it just yep. kind of, um, helps turn the volume down a lot of things. So absolutely. I can hear, I can hear from my, what's my- up. Yeah. And you can really start to notice, um, you know, particularly, yeah, as you pull foods out and then if you try them again, yeah. you know, you give a little time off and then you try it and you're like, Oh, that really does impact me. Yeah. I didn't realize yeah. how much it impacted me because I yeah. was eating it all the time. Yes. And so it's that low level, you know? Yes. And so yeah. to that point, right. Like protein is mm-hmm. something that I need. I feel better having a little bit less of mm-hmm. than might be the, uh, the, um, advice, you know, going advice right now Mm -hmm. yeah, Mm -hmm. in perimenopause and menopause. Now Mm -hmm. I don't know that that'll always be that way. Right. Right. right? Like in Mm -hmm. another, when I'm postmenopausal, I might find that I feel better consuming Mm -hmm. more Mm -hmm. animal protein or plant protein for that matter. Yeah. But at this juncture, and this was like a slow find too, mm-hmm. you know, this was really kind of like, did you get more protein when you were that around that time, 43. And then as time went on, well, and um, I, I stuck with it, you mm-hmm. know, and I, it's really only in the last, I think year mm-hmm. that I've kind of been like, yeah, this is not, I don't Feeling feel great. Good. I don't. Mm-hmm. And it started with little hints, you know, mm-hmm. like I would eat, um, I would eat meat mm-hmm. and I found that I felt anxious, mm-hmm. and, you know, I felt particularly mm-hmm. jittery mm-hmm. and I, like, I wasn't making it up. I wasn't right. trying to look for reasons to not consume meat. Right. You know, that right. wasn't like, a, it wasn't a thing for me, yeah. but I did become aware that when I, when I ate certain things, I had often a physiological reaction yep. to them. You know, yep. I would maybe like, I rarely night sweat, but if I had meat, yeah, I would, you have would have it. Sweat. Yeah. Like, it's fascinating. Well, you know, I mean, one of the, the tests that I run on, um, my gut health clients is, mm-hmm. uh, called the MRT mediator mm-hmm. release test. And it's a food sensitivity test. And, you know, I eat chicken all the time. I got the test. Guess what was on there it was chicken, you know? <laughs> and yeah. so people don't realize you can be, you could have a, sensitivity to anything. And that may or may not be what was going on with you, but definitely sensitivities to foods will cause, you know, anxiety reactions is one of the possibilities and stuff too. So it really is about what is individual to you, you know, Mm -hmm. what is good Mm -hmm. in that moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think so. And, and so, yeah, so I, you know, that is the kind of information too, that I help think, I think, helps inform younger women mm-hmm. you actually have a fair amount of control now this isn't true for everyone you right. know some people have very dramatic very difficult perimenopausal symptoms right you know for a long time I was suffering with terrible migraines I was mm-hmm. no longer on the pill mm-hmm. but they were just like rapid fire now again mm. my my springboard is to start with food. So that's where I looked first. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's still, you know, it took a while. And then Mm -hmm. like, I started getting other symptoms and I had Mm -hmm. those for a while and now things are relatively quiet, but I'm also, 
you know, I'm like, there's a lot I've, I've taken out, but I also don't miss it, you know? And yeah. that's the other thing. Like it, it, it starts to feel, I know, very restrictive for some people and that's kind of dangerous territory. Right. For some women. Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, and it, you know, again, it's, it's, doing a lot of internal work that has nothing to do with food. Yeah. Um, it's dealing with your stress and yep. finding ways to really kind of, um, be, be in the kitchen and use food to your best advantage without yep. any kind of wonky attachments to yep. it. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, that's, takes that takes some time, but it's perfectly it possible. It is. I agree. You know, I, I think a lot of my own journey in my twenties and thirties, which really was, you know, some level of disordered eating in terms of, you know, the more the orthorexia end of the yep. spectrum, you know, yep. because I think it's hard to go to nutrition school without, especially, you know, whatever, uh, holistic nutrition school without, developing some that uh, some layer yeah. of that because you're like yeah. well, this is bad and that and this is yes. bad and that yeah you know and so it took a lot of years for me to sort of unwind that and unwind sort of what we're told to eat culturally and you know figure out for myself well what am I choosing to eat based on how it makes my body feel you yeah. know and yeah. um I mean, for sure, you know, whatever, losing half my colon, <laughs> like yeah. changed things around that too. But, yeah. um, but really for me, it always comes back to this question of like, what, when am I feeling the most energy? Yes. And yes. I think if people start from that place and obviously like you do have to unwind the food, emotional mm -hmm. connection. Cause that is so true for so many women. Right. And mm -hmm. so much, um, stuff is wrapped up in that. You can't just mm -hmm. always quit a food, you know, mm -hmm. even if it's mm -hmm. not working for your body. So I, I always encourage, you know, people to work on, to work with a therapist really mm -hmm. to get at the underlying, cause it's not really about the food. Right. Oh, I it, love that. So well said, I couldn't agree with you more. I think that is everything. And, and what's difficult sometimes, and, and I have found this difficult a bit on my feed, if you mm -hmm. will, is mm -hmm. really wanting women to eat what they want to eat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but also there are women who feel like they don't know what that is. Yeah. And mm -hmm. my, my take is that they actually do. We mm -hmm. know how to feed mm -hmm. ourselves. Mm -hmm. We know what our choices that are best for us. Yeah but there's a lot of noise and there's, there's a lot of history and there's mm -hmm. a lot of stuff, as you said, that we need to kind of unravel from. And that's mm -hmm. unfortunate. And I mm -hmm. do hope that younger women who I think have been an incredible voice for mm -hmm. older women in terms of like encouraging us to step out and be yep. loud about what we're going through, yeah. you know, can kind of take these lessons that we have to offer, um, particularly around food and our relationship with food mm -hmm. and sort of dodge a lot of bullets, you know, yeah. that's my, that's my hope because yeah. it really, like you said, you know, sort of there's, there's this idea that, you know, food is giving you energy and yeah. sort of, I, I will speak often about feeling in neutral, mm -hmm. you know, so not mm -hmm. feeling hyper, not yeah. feeling 
down in the dumps. Down, yep. Feeling in neutral can kind of feel like, mm, you know, yep. it's, a, it's like this, what is that? It can feel hard for people. It to, can, yeah. mm-hmm. it can. Mm-hmm. And, and it's particularly around perimenopause yeah. when so many things are happening yep. internally and you're sort of looking to just feel good. Yeah. Right. Yep. And, and like be, feel better yep. and follow something or take something that's mm-hmm. just going to flip that switch. And that just isn't the case yep. and that's okay. It's just yep. important to know. Yep. Absolutely. That's all really good points. You know, that I think, um, the, I mean, t- coming back to the energy thing, I think for me, I always think, okay, so blood sugar regulation is so much what it comes down to. Right. And, and, and that's where energy really is. Like if you, you know, are able to get your, to a place where your blood sugar is regulated well, then, you know, you aren't going to have these crazy like ups and downs. Right. Mm -hmm. And that can be hard. I see it myself sometimes. Right. Because, um, you want some of those highs right? Mm -hmm. Like what Mm -hmm. the caffeine will give you, you know, and and we live in a culture that's like, we need to be on all the time. We need to be on social media all the time. We need to do all the things. And so you want those highs all the time, but with those Mm -hmm. highs come those lows, you know? And so shooting for that middle path more, even if, you know, there's unwinding, I think from the addiction to, the highs. Yes. And that, that's the thing. And, and that's what, you know, you, you, you're saying so well that, Mm -hmm. you know, there's this unraveling, Mm -hmm. there's work, internal work to be done. Mm -hmm. That really has nothing to do with food. Right. We're definitely attached to feeling something, you know, like I'm awake, I'm alert. Um, Yeah. I can. Yeah. My brain's working. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and feeling neutral, as you said, can be uncomfortable. Yeah. Like like it feels like nothing, but it's, it's sort of letting yourself get through enough days. And it actually isn't that many days, right? you know, to sort of kind of go, Oh, okay. This is nothing is actually clear. You know, nothing is actually alert. Mm -hmm. Nothing is actually no digestive discomfort. Nothing is actually, um, you know, productive. Right. And when Mm -hmm. you start kind of recognizing that all of that can happen when your blood sugar Mm -hmm. is relatively stable, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. kind of like go, okay, well, actually that is what I'm craving because the other stuff made me feel so crappy. Yep. Yep. Um, and it's, it's unreliable. It's unpredictable. Yeah. It, you know, what the crap I eat on Monday will still show up on Friday. Exactly. Right? exactly. You know? yep. Yep. And, and like that, that becomes, I think, and again, and this is really interesting too, that again, I think this perimenopausal menopausal time is is also time. It's not just time to say, I, you know what, screw it enough with diet culture. I can just eat whatever I want. Right. It's also time to be like, no, no, no. I'm really going to dial into taking care of myself Yes. and let yes. me learn yes. what that looks like for yep. me mm-hmm. and commit to it. Like mm-hmm. that's really what, you know, loving yourself and appreciating yourself and respecting yourself and being brave and being, you know, all these things that you, you kind of want to associate with midlife, which, which should be there for you and accessible to you. 
you know, foods in that too. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's not, that's what self-care really looks like. You know, I mean, yeah. I love a massage just as much as the next girl, you know, but a, that's not something most of us can, you know, it's not accessible all of the time. Right. And, and that's, that's like a, you know, um, I don't want to say it's like the cream on your coffee, but it's, it's what you do day in, day out. Mm-hmm. that self-care is really about mm-hmm. right and it's That's not something right. that can be sold to you yes. really yes you know? and, and in this time it is critical that yeah. you tune into what self-care is for yeah. you yep. because there might be a lot of stress going on in your yes. life yeah. you have been energy outputting for you know 40 something years yep. whatever it is yep it's time to dial it all back in yeah. and really give yourself the permission you never needed in mm-hmm. the first place to mm-hmm. focus on what your needs really are yeah. and how you're going to make yourself feel better. You know, yeah. if you are going through an incredible amount of challenges, um, and I'm talking internal, like perimenopausal yep. symptomatic yep. stuff. Yep. Self-care is everything, you know, it Mm -hmm. really, really is. It really helps you dial into yourself. It helps you just kind of like turn the volume down on all the things that might trigger your symptoms to become louder. Absolutely. Um, Get quiet. It's the time to get quiet, right? Yeah. So you can really see. I think so. So that, you know, when you come out, you're like, you're, you're good. You're, you're feeling good. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I I'll say to women sometimes that, you know, it's, it's like puberty in reverse, (laughs) essentially, you know, yeah, it is. (laughs) And, you know, I mean, think about how crazy that first puberty was, but the thing is there were, we absolutely had no tools at that point to, you know, or most of us didn't have any tools Mm -hmm. to to kind of deal with all of those hormonal fluctuations that come in. And so, you know, they were ramping up then now they're ramping down after your body's been used to having them for so long. And so really, yeah, starting to dive into that self-care component, that working to bring down your stress in your life. I cannot stress that enough to people, you know, I mean, women all the time are like, I want to test my hormones, see where my estrogen and progesterone are. And I'm like, yes. And I actually, you know, I mean, there's layers to this anyway, but I'm more concerned with what your cortisol is doing actually before, you know, we even dive into the estrogen and progesterone, because if your cortisol is out of whack, which it is like literally 99% of the time, deep dive from there. Yeah. You know, then it's like, you know, your hypothalamus and pituitary glands are focusing on that adrenal output. And it's yep. downregulating your sex hormone production, you yep. know? And so it's like, we have to figure out how to bring down your stress and you're never going to get rid of all your stress. It's impossible, mm-hmm. you know, but this is where I see boundaries as yeah. coming in as the biggest lesson of this time yeah. of life. Right. Because yeah. if you don't start setting those boundaries, you'll never get that cortisol under control. No, you'll never get there. I, I try and encourage women to think about the food part, of course, mm-hmm. the sleep, 
Yes, um, the sleep. The, oh, the that's movement hard. Mm-hmm. And the stress, mm-hmm. you know, and for me, like stress is sort of the umbrella yep. to all of it because oh. it may impact your food choices. Mm-hmm. It may impact um, your ability to get a good night's sleep, mm-hmm. your, your sort of get up and go to, you know, exercise or yeah. whatever that looks like for you. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think the cortisol, you know, that it's all, it's all makes sense to me. Yeah. You know, that is definitely, you know, testing that and looking at that stuff is your domain, but I know how critical it is to, mm-hmm. um, you know, getting through this time, uh, with greater ease and really like, I mean, I, I say this carefully because I, I would never want to offend anyone Mm -hmm. and I'm not, um, you know, I too have symptoms that come and go, Sure, but I just think that, um, it doesn't have to be as hard as it is for so many. Mm-hmm. It really mm-hmm. doesn't. And, mm-hmm. and I know that much of that means looking at those things more those foundations mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean, it doesn't make it any easier. No, no. Right. Right. But it's information yep. and, and sort of alerting yourself to where you might give attention to those components and what you choose to do or what you can do or what you feel you can do, mm-hmm. that's different. Mm-hmm. But when you have the information and you, you suspect that giving it the attention it, it's, it's clamoring for yeah. will help, you know, I, I just encourage you to, to try. Absolutely. And speaking of movement, since you brought that up and we haven't talked about that, how has movement changed for you in yeah. your perimenopausal journey? Yeah. So this is also really interesting because I was like a, you know, pound it out. Yeah. Hit, hit kind of girl. <laughs> oh my gosh. Actually. So, so hit, I don't love hit, even though I know it's like really useful and people love it. And right. Right. It's, it's not always good, but yeah. I'm, I'm like, I, my body isn't meant for that kind of like really fast, like, strenuous <laughs> stuff. Yeah, no way, no way. But, you know, weights in the gym yeah. and a lot of cardio and mm-hmm. walking, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and like doing stuff on the living room floor, you know, mm-hmm. and watching TV. That's all changed. And mm-hmm. for me now, I'm much more attentive to um, what I'm consuming versus how much I'm trying to expend in the gym. And, Mm. and that's also like it, you know, again, it's sort of listening to myself, listening, still move, Mm -hmm. you know, five Mm -hmm. days a week. Mm -hmm. I probably do like 30 minutes to an hour, depending on the day and how I'm feeling, Mm -hmm. but I'm much more about things that like, you know, um, help me think about balance, you know, core work, yeah. more Pilates, more bar, more yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, my hamstrings like tightened up crazy in the last mm. 10 years. And so kind of, yeah, being loose and limber is, yeah. is more important to me, but you know, again, um, when your nutrition makes sense for you, the piece about trying to kind of work out all the calories right by it goes eating, away yeah it goes away yeah it goes mm-hmm. away so I don't I don't um 
don't, I don't try and make those two, you know, I, I don't go out of my way to like make, get crazy yeah. in, in, anymore. It just yeah. doesn't, it doesn't serve me the same. And I, I'm glad that you brought that point up because I think that's true for so many women in perimenopause, you know, that are just maybe still trying to push as hard as they used to. And I ha- always bring it back to the cortisol. Well, I was just going to say, <laughs> you, can, you would know like what it does to your cortisol, right? Yeah. And so yeah. like defeating everything you're trying to achieve. Yeah. Especially if you have low cortisol. I mean, mm. you're, it's just like, you're taking your adrenals and just like pound, 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 pounding them. Yeah. You know? yeah. And they're like, yeah. they're like uncle, yeah. you know, <laughs> just like yeah. just stop, you know? And so um, you know, yeah, if you're exhausted, don't push through the exhaustion to make your body more exhausted. You know, it's just, um, and you know, and, and things go up and down for sure. Mm-hmm. And there mm-hmm. are, you know, definitely times where it can be therapeutic if you do it yes. sort of correctly and all of those kinds of things. But when you're, you know, again, being in touch with your body and really paying attention. I tell women, you know, if they're like, but I love it. I'm like, okay, if you feel fine an hour after you're done, that's, that's fine. You know, if you feel exhausted an hour after you're done, then maybe it's time to like, you know, rethink this right now, you know? And I mean, I go through it with myself. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I, and I, there are things I'm just thinking as you're talking, I do try and sort of be faithful to, like, I do Mm -hmm. try to lift weights, you know, a few times. which is really good. Yeah. For really good. Yeah, right. We know yeah, that's good. The bone good, health. Yeah. It's good for muscle mass. We know it's good for bone density, mm-hmm. which is so important as we get older, mm-hmm. but I'm also not like trying to lift heavier and heavier weights all the mm-hmm. time. Like mm-hmm. I'm good with my, you know, three, five pounders mm-hmm. or reps, you know, mm-hmm. like that, yep. that, and, and the effect is the same, the same, totally. You know? Yeah. So it's, it's just being mindful about, um, I think kind of, um, ensuring healthy longevity, yeah. right. So that's yep. what sort of changed yeah. for me. And, yeah. and, you know, I want to be able to possibly, you know, should I have grandchildren, you know, play with them yeah. and, and feel like I'm not exhausted yeah. at the end of a visit. And I want to be able to bend down. I want to be able to get up from a seated position. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be able to like have my core help me with all things. Yep. And I want to be able to lift, you know, like there are just Absolutely. things that I think about now and they're not about the aesthetic, which right. is what I thought about. Right. It's like the functional aspect of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, all of that is, is kind of gone. I'm, yeah. I'm just really about what, it, what I, you know, yeah. how to sustain myself. For the, yeah. You're like, so I hopefully won't break this hip yeah. when I'm 72 <laughs> exactly. or whatever, you know what I mean? Exactly. But it's true. Yeah. yeah. You know, especially for, I mean, women, osteoporosis, it's, it's huge. Right. Yeah. And so this, these are the things that, I mean, I definitely have read that lifting weights is pretty much your best way to fight against osteopenia and osteoporosis, yeah. you know I mean? Yeah. And we were taking all these calcium supplements forever. I won't even go down that. Uh, right, right, right. Uh, no, you're right. I mean, yeah. that is, that's what the science shows, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. and it's in our best interest yeah. to be strong and limber. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. So I know we got to wrap this up pretty soon, but I wanted to ask you 
Um, one thing that you have given up in your perimenopausal journey that is been a big one that really helped you. And then one thing you've brought in or brought more of in that really changed Mm. everything. So one thing I've given up, that's been a big deal for me personally Mm -hmm. is apologizing for everything. And I don't really know, like, it's been just sort of like a gradual, really genuine, I haven't, it's not like I thought, you know what, it's time to stop apologizing. Right. I, I just sort of realized sort of gradually that I was doing it all the time about mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. And it was absolutely unnecessary mm-hmm. and kind of like a controlling thing to do, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, like trying to kind of mm-hmm. maneuver my way through a situation by right. apologizing about something. And that is really pretty much gone. But I will say, and this is interesting that in these sort of changes in, in your being, Mm -hmm. they're not always easy. You know, it feels empowering and you feel like there's this outside kind of like, Oh, you know, I'm my own this, I'm my own that, but there's actually other people who've known you for many years to be a certain way. And so there is, there is a period of kind of (laughs) right that was kind of like what you know that that's that's so unlike you right right? internally you might feel like like, not anymore my friend yeah not anymore (laughs) or like actually no this is who I've always been I've just been kind of trying to buffer the world from me or Mm -hmm. vice versa you know but Mm -hmm. but so 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 there's there is that exercise as well Mm -hmm. um with with people you know close to me in my life but um, but that's been a really big deal for me. And I think personally something important, you know, and something yeah. that I do wish happened, uh, much earlier, but here we are. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and something I've let in that's so interesting. You know, I think I've kind of like, I've let in a little more bravery, mm, you know, it's sort mm-hmm. of a weird thing to think, but I, 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 that is what it is. I, mm-hmm. I'm, Mm-hmm. I had an opportunity to model for a company that makes um, clothing, like undergarment clothing mm-hmm. for, um, uh, you know, menopausal women, mm-hmm. right? It's like a hot flash kind of a thing. Mm. When I tell you this is like out of my wheelhouse yeah. entirely, I cannot stress that enough. Um but it was fun. Oh, I love it. I love that you did it. Yeah. And it was like, so I would have never in a million years said, um, I belong there or Mm -hmm. yeah, I really want to do that. Or, and I was like, screw it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Let's try it. What the hell? It's an experience. Yes. And if it happens again, great. If it never happens again, great. You know, I had a really fun day Yeah. and I am like, I can't believe I did it. Yeah. But so, so I think, I you know, it. saying yes to more has been something that I've, I've let in. And I love that. I, it just makes me think about, you know, as a woman in my thirties, you know, mm-hmm. I taught dance and I did something called jazzy showgirl and mm-hmm. I both loved it and also had, um, some issues with it at times. Cause I was like, am I putting my body out in this way for the, you know, male gaze and da 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 mm-hmm. and all these mm-hmm. things, um, that you kind of have to contend with in your twenties and thirties. And 
I am loving women that like put their bodies out like forties, yeah. fifties, 60s, 70s, 80s. Like some of these, like, <laughs> you know, women on Instagram or whatever that are like in their eighties and they yeah. are just like styling so yes. amazingly well. And, tra- and I'm yes. just like, yes, do yeah. it. Just like, uh, yeah, it's like flipping the script. Right. And being like, yeah. this is my body. And it's for me that I am out in the world showing it in this way. It's like a hundred percent for me. It's okay. not yeah. about anyone else at that point, you know? And so I'm just like, do it, do Literally, it. Literally I'm, I'm applauding because I, I, I had that very thought almost verbatim. This nice. is for me. Yep. You know, this is yep. not about, as you said, so well, the male gaze yep. or anyone else. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't care if you like it or you don't, mm-hmm. this is for me. And I'm mm-hmm. so into it. And, and, and it was fun. You yes. Know? And it was just yes. like about my joy and totally. it has nothing to do with anybody else. And that was exactly right. And it was great. I hope you get to do it like 15 million more times. <laughs> That's so fun. No, I, I hope love so it. too. Yeah. I mean, it was really like, it was a real, it was a really. And, and a really like a great exercise and sort of, you know, um, just, just like appreciating yourself, mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. I never had before. before. It was yeah. really, it was great. Yay. Yeah, glad you that did was, it. That, that, that <laughs> would be the letting in. Yay. I think, but I, and I like that because both what you have let go of and what you brought in, like really line up, right? Like no, when you stop apologizing. You yeah. just started to say it, but you're right. It's very interesting. Yeah. It's yep. interesting. Yep. Interesting. So see all the younger ladies listening to this, you got good stuff to look forward to. Oh my gosh. So much good stuff. So much good stuff. And I would say too, that listening to older women, Mm -hmm. um, take it all in, Mm -hmm. you know, it may not resonate for you now. Some things will, right. But take it in. It is, it's, it's information. It doesn't have to be anything more than that. Um, you know, everyone is where they are, right. Mm -hmm. People in their thirties that each individual one is just where they are and Mm -hmm. right where they should be. Right. Um, but there definitely should not be fear around aging, around a changing body, you know, around anything that's sort of going on. First of all, the fact that you made it to whatever age you make it. Pretty damn cool. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's a big deal. And the fact that you're, you know, you're a whole person, you're a vibrant person, you're taking ownership of yourself, of your experience in perimenopause, menopause, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Um, those are all wonderful things to be able to, to kind of get through and go through and enjoy. And life just looks different. It just, it really does. Like you're so much more, I, I am, I can Mm -hmm. speak for myself, but I'm truly like more open and expansive. Mm -hmm. You know, you think you're Mm -hmm. that way when you're younger, Mm -hmm. but that's like, kind of just maybe not having great judgment all the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, but when you're yeah. older, your judgment is, is better. It's your good, intuition yeah. is better. You trust yourself more. Mm-hmm. And so when you step out into the world, truly feeling that way, yeah. it's a really neat experience. Yeah. So no one should have fear. No one. I love it. You 
put it so well. So thank you for sharing all of your goodness and all of your wisdom with everybody today. Always fun to be here. We got to set up our tea date so we We can catch up. I'm going to text you right after. Yeah. I'm like, we can catch up all on all the things we can talk about on the podcast, right? (laughs) And there's so much. Oh my God. Woo. You're going to be like, wow. (laughs) Never ending good stuff. Okay, you guys, thanks so much for being here with us. Thanks, Rachel, for being here. And I will see you guys soon.